we're off. Okay, guys, so um, another podcast for you guys today. We're going to start off with a show sponsor, uh, which is the company Cake It So, which is a cake-making business, which recently wowed our members. At wow. The, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at the uh, Murph Barbecue, where we had a special cake made for us by Sarah Col- Culverhouse, who runs the business. Um, it was incredible. If you didn't see it, the attention to detail was insane. Um, what was your favourite bit of the cake, Jack? Um, I mean, I've made it my mission every day. I've been in the gym this week to have a piece of cake because yeah. me and Max stashed about three lunchboxes in the uh, in the fridge. And it's been kept me going this week, to be honest. So, every bit. That didn't answer the question, but yeah, Jack's been eating a lot of cake. I've been eating a lot of cake. I'm on my holidays. Yeah, we're we're having a little bit of break in training as well. So you know, we've been a bit. We let ourselves go a little bit. It's the season to get fat, isn't it, Jack? I mean, say let ourselves go a bit. It's standard diet for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Um, so, yeah, cake. It's a cake-making business that specialises in cakes that don't look like cakes. Um, wow. Yeah, she's made some pretty weird ones. I asked Sarah what the weirdest cake she'd made was, and it was um, a sloth cake where the sloth was dressed like Freddie Mercury. Which is pretty weird. I think we need a uh, picture. Well, that pretty if you want to see what a sloth cake dressed like Freddie Mercury looks like, go onto Instagram, search Cake It So, and you'll see it. But yeah, so that's the sponsor of the show today. Thank you for our cake, Sarah. It was awesome. And also, Jack really enjoyed it every single day this week for his lunch. Um, if you want to check out Cake It So, um, look on their Instagram. We'll tag them in the show notes as well if you want to um, have a little look through the show notes. Wicked. So, on to the podcast then. Um, This podcast is a question from, or us answering a question from a member that was sent to us around the question and answer podcast that we did a few episodes ago. And at the time I saw it and thought, wow, that is such a great question. We could do a whole podcast on this. Um, But then I kind of put it to one side. (laughs) And forgot about it, and didn't didn't end, ever answer ever, ever end up answering the question. So um, it's from James Wilkes. Um, sorry, James, for taking so long to uh, get back to you. But the glory for you is you now get an entire podcast devoted to answering your question. So we'll read the question first, and then we'll sort of break it down. Um, so the question is: He puts morning chief, which I quite like. He thinks I'm the chief. Um, hope you're good. Yes, Wilkes, I am good. Um, just got round to finally listening to the Q&A podcast. Class as ever. Thank you for your support to the podcast, Wilkes. Um, he says, a question I meant to ask for the podcast that I thought you might be able to give some advice on when you have some time is, for growth, improvement and bettering technique, would you say it's better to RX whenever you can, but not necessarily finish the reps or get capped and it be a grind and a struggle or scale to finish and perhaps dial in on technique is there something in constantly pushing and trying that heavier weight or gymnastics technique so that eventually it does feel easier and more comfortable like those quotes where one day your rep max becomes your warm-up i guess risk of injury is a factor and also one's own mental state for example it could be demotivating to be constantly last or capped even if you know uh, it won't be forever. <clears throat> and he puts, thanks coach. 
didn't put Chief again, did he? Yeah, Chief or coach. Um, and so there's a lot to unpack in that question. That's why when I initially saw it, I thought, right, we could do a whole podcast on this. Um, and it's something that we have discussed as a team in depth beforehand as well. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to discuss, we're going to break down the parts of the questions. We're going to try and answer it as fully as possible. Um, and then we're going to use Jack, otherwise known as 130 Kid from now on. That's my uh, alter ego now for Max. 130 Kid. Um, we're going to use Jack as an example um, through his training and kind of what he did when, with, when it comes to RX um, and prescribed movements and workouts and things. So um, go back to the question then. So for growth, improvement and better in technique, would you say it's better to RX whenever you can? The answer to that piece is no. Um, so what we need to do to start off with is break down why we have prescribed weights in CrossFit. So um, the easiest way for us to describe this and, and the simplest way is to take one of the most well-known workouts um, for CrossFit. And let's look at Fran. So Fran is 21 pull-ups, um, 21.59 pull-ups and thrusters at 43, 40. if you're going to go for a male. Yeah, uh, American, yeah. Um, for males and what is it 30 for girls uh, about 30 kilos yeah yeah 95 pounds isn't it yeah so american weights but either way it's a light lightish barbell um and that workout is written with a certain stimulus in mind so when greg glassman who created the workout um was writing that workout he wanted to see people really smash their lactic system so like go full send on the workout have nothing slowing them down and the reason he did like did the complementary movement so upper body pull in the pull-ups and lower body push in the squats is that they don't interfere with each other so they're not going to slow you down, down. Yeah. yeah your pain um so he, he wanted you to push you know really hard and produce a lot of um lactate because you're operating at a level that you cannot sustain for a long period of time and he wanted that to be a short really difficult challenging workout so somewhere originally when he wrote that workout between three and seven minutes um even like the elite guys back in the early days to go sub three was like insane i think there's someone's got a record now like is it 156 or something yeah i think it's just sub two minutes it's ridiculous like you Um, can't get much much quicker than that um so you know the the point the stimulus there was train the lactic system um and get lots of intensity in a short period of time so that means accomplish a lot of work within that three to seven minute mac so if we take that workout now and instead i made that thruster 80 kilos okay for males and 50 kilos for females a lot of people in the gym could probably complete that um but it would probably take them more than three to seven minutes so um it they they would complete the workout still but it would take them a lot longer um, you know, you'd probably be doing one rep at a time on the thrusters. Maybe, mo- in fact, most people would probably be resting a good ninety seconds between reps. I'd say definitely, yeah. So that workout could end up taking you a half hour, even though it's still the same workout, really. Twenty-one, fifteen, nine pull-ups and thrusters, but just that slight change of introducing a much heavier bar completely changes the stimulus of the workout. So it become the stimulus of the workout becomes not as intense because you're not achieving lots of work 
in a shorter period of time it's actually achieving probably more work because you're lifting more weight but in a longer period of time so about half an hour and you end up getting more of a strength stimulus in terms of training because the pull-ups aren't really going to bother many people but the thrusters will take you all, all day all day yeah it'll take you a while um so that kind of shows there in in that one little change that you would completely change the stimulus of workout now what it, it's all down to programming and what the programmer's intent for the workout is so that might i might program fran 2159 pull-ups and thrusters at 80 kilos for a strength stimulus during a strength phase of training and that would be a perfectly good workout <clears throat> but let's say let's make it even more strength based let's call it 2159 strict pull-ups and thrusters at 80 kilos um, and that might might be my intention and in which case on that day going at 80 kilos is a good idea um but on this you know three months later when we're maybe preparing for the open or the coach's focus is on increasing your work capacity so your ability to do work um you know that would be a really bad choice because you wouldn't be doing that much work in a short space of time so that's kind of like intent of the workout and and why we have our x weights or prescribed weights in in crossfit um and it's so that you operate within the um intent of whoever's written the workout or the program um, and that kind of helps you gauge now so if we go back to the original question for growth and improvement better in technique would you say it's better to rx whenever you can and i'd say here that it's it's a scale okay so we don't want to we don't want to RX whenever you can um, if it impacts the stimulus of the workout. But if you can RX and hit the stimulus of the workout, then yes. And yeah, yeah, Would you agree with that, Jack? No, I completely agree with that. I think um, I mean, there's definitely a time and a place and, and we see it a lot with like the big hero workouts where everyone or people do everything they can to RX those workouts. And I think... There's definitely a time and place for that. Like some people are sort of in between and to do your first Fran RX is like a wicked achievement and it's uh, like a really fulfilling feeling and that can build you up to the next time when you go a little bit quicker. But if you know if you know for a fact that that's going to take you 15, 20 minutes and, and the workout is supposed to be within three and seven minutes, then it's not a good idea. And really, are you getting better at that workout? Because it does become a completely different workout. So I think you've, like Max said, you've got to have a look at the stimulus and that's for the, us coaches to sort of identify that stimulus for you in the at, at the whiteboard and, and at the white brief for you to understand what weights you sort of should be doing and whether you sh- you that rx is right for you at that moment yeah and, and and that's kind of goes what to you know back to why you come to a shyfit gym and why you pay you know as much money as you do for a membership um because you don't you don't just get access to the gym you also pay for the expertise in programming and the delivery of that program and uh, my fantastic coffees as well and jack's amazing coffees um so you actually because you're you're buying into not just the membership you're buying into the programming and the delivery you you have to trust that the coach and the programmer knows what's best for you really so you have to just say like yeah these guys you know they understand the body, how it works, how to get a stimulus from the body and how to ch- how to create adaptation. So that means changes. That's a fancy word for changes in your body. Um, and so when they're programming, they understand this. So, for example, I, dur- during a, you know, work capacity cycle where I'm looking for people to get fitter, 
I wouldn't program Fran at 80 kilos, you know, I'm, I would have, I would program it lighter if anything, so that people can continuously move and there's nothing holding them back. Um, and so, you know, a good example is, uh, yesterday's workout, barbell dash, barbell yeah. dash, which was 10 rounds, 150 meter run, one clean at hundred kilos for males or 70 for females. Now, when I was delivering that whiteboard brief, I sent everyone, we want this to be a heavy barbell for you, yeah? We are aware, you know, that during the brief cycle, there aren't that many opportunities to lift heavy, okay? And we're working on your fitness during this cycle. So we don't want that to, that barbell, we, we, we want that barbell to be heavy and challenging, but something that you can continuously lift, so come in. So when I said at the whiteboard, I was like, I want this to be a heavy weight, something you have to think about, but in the workout, I want you to be confident that you can finish every run and come back and hit it um, and not fail any reps. And so kind of the stimulus for that workout was written by Tara and that's just to try and maintain strength. I'm not trying to build strength. I don't want you to be failing any reps. Um, we want you to maintain strength whilst working on your fitness. And, and you know, that, that delivery is important for you as a person to be like, okay, I get the stimulus. My weight should be around whatever, 80 kilos, 100 kilos, whatever that is for you. Uh, but also for the coach to be able to like apply that to you. And so like in that class, there was a couple of times where I saw people going maybe a little bit too light. I walked over and said, I want you to add five kilos on, you know, or maybe people going a bit too heavy, like, oh, bring that down for me. I want you to go at 90 or whatever it was. Yeah, the best is when you don't tell them. You just stick the weights on. <laughs> and see their face when, when they, they come back in from the run. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How did you find sort of delivering that class no, yesterday? I think it was, uh, yeah, it's a really, really sort of fun class. And I think... Um, Sometimes people underestimate how much like we sort of communicate as a sort of coaching team and we, we have finger box mate where we've got our coaching notes so we all know the exact stimulus of what the person who's written that workout is when we're going into it. Um, so that's how we sort of apply it. But um, yeah, it's fun one to coach, fast one. Uh, I think the goal of the workout was to keep moving, wasn't it? And mm. when people started to fail, you lose that um, sort of the fitness aspect because you can recover when you're resting the, or taking longer rest, you can recover. And the goal was to hit a heavy barbell under fatigue get a good like fast workout in so yeah good workout good fun one so yeah so moving back to the question um would you say it's better to our ex whenever you can we've covered that but not necessarily finish the reps or get capped and it be a grind and struggle so again it's all within the intention so if the workout is supposed to be a grind and a struggle we want that if we often i say to people we're expecting you to fail a couple of reps here you know i don't mind if you fail um if the workout's supposed to be a struggle then yeah you know good you know, choose that choose to go rx L listen to what the coach tells you at the at the whiteboard and go that little bit heavier that day um getting capped also isn't a bad thing um sometimes we put caps on to motivate people to work harder you know it's it's always a little bit more motivating when you're running out of time um, and you have to maybe kick up a little bit sooner than you think you should kick up or pick up the barbell a bit sooner than you should so we sometimes we put caps in there as motivation and sometimes they're intentionally tight so again you'll hear your coach say something like the cap is tight today guys you're gonna have to work really hard to get it in um, or you might hear the coach say we've got a 15 minute cap on but that's plenty of time don't panic you know it's all based around the communication between the coach and the athlete and like, don't be scared of getting capped. It's not a bad thing. Um, I mean, realistically, you don't want to be getting capped during Fran. 
<laughs> definitely not. <laughs> because, you know, like we said, the stimulus is that three to seven minute work period. And if you're getting capped at 15 minutes on Fran, it's probably because the next class is starting and we want you out of the gym. Um, but at the same time, there are workouts that we write where it's eight minute cap and we know that, you know, only the top 5% of the gym is going to get through in that. Yeah, in, in that I time. agree. I think there's, in in terms of what you sort, you sort of said there with it, uh, not necessarily finishing the reps and the uh, and getting capped. I think there's, I think there is. It depends on where you're at as an athlete, really. Mm. I think um, when you've got people like we we have got athletes in the gym at the moment where they're like not quite RX yet, but they're they're probably too strong for those other weights, and there will be like a sort of transition phase where you are going to start to have to push yourself if you are going to get to those sort of RX weights or hitting those workouts RX. So like it's not ultimately a bad thing, but you've got to kind of still be sort of meeting the requirements of the workout if that makes sense um, and like there will be a transition phase where you are going to struggle to hit the cap you're going to get slower by increasing the weight making it more challenging but ultimately that's how you you're going to get better and you improve yes and then so moving on he says or scale to finish and perhaps dial in on technique so again there are sessions that we will write where the aim is to get you to work on technique so we might say something like go for a weight that you know you can hit perfectly every single time or go for a movement on the gymnastics that you can go unbroken every set of 10. You know, things like that are like really key bits of information that the members should try and listen to because that means you'll fall within the workout stimulus or, what, or the intent. Um, but that being said, you can also use these as opportunities to moderate your own training. So, you know, Wilkes has asked this, asked this question. He's got a young boy, Vinny. How old's Vinny now? Probably... A year, year and a half something like that years, yeah, he's right. a baby anyway he's probably not sleeping that well let's say Wilkes comes in on Friday and he's got you know a lot on his plate he's not slept he's you know because Vinny's been up through the night he's not at very well you know he's um, had a tough training week on that Friday it might be let's say chest bar pull-ups in the workout that could be an opportunity for, for Wilkes just moderate his training and again just communicate with the coach be like yeah Max I'm going to go for um, pull-ups today and just work on my technique because you know, I I don't feel up to smashing out chest of ours today. Um, and that could be an opportunity for you to scale it back a little bit so that you can just get a good quality session in. Um, you know, likewise on days when you are feeling good and it's like, oh, can I squeeze out 10? You know, chest of ours, yeah. Like, let's have a go, let's try. And if you fall slightly short, the coaches aren't, aren't going to, you know, be mad at you um, for trying to push yourself and push the limit. Yeah, I think it's ultimately looking at... Um like what you're trying to work on as an athlete yourself. Uh, like, for example, a good, good example, we've got like Robbie D in the classes and we had some chest bars in the workout the other day and he could smash out 10 plus kipping chest bars very easily. But he used it as an opportunity to practice his butterfly chest bars mm. and he took a hit in terms of the workout because he didn't get as many rounds in. But sometimes I think people focus so much on the leaderboard and, and the RX element of it that it, that it takes a hindrance to their training. So wicked if you know you're perfect at cleans or you know you're perfect at snatches and there's a workout that rx you know you can hit the rx weight wicked go for that ultimately uh, on the other hand sorry if you know that your technique needs a little bit of work and maybe taking a step back in the weight means you're going to hit good quality reps that's ultimately going to benefit you you might take it on the on the leaderboard but as an athlete that's making you a better a better athlete in the long run so it's like looking at your weaknesses and sometimes it's not all about smashing yourself it's about sometimes refining different elements which is ultimately like taking a step to go forward is what I usually kind of tell step people. Step back to go Th forward, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So on that note, we've been using the term RX, um, which if anyone's wondering where that comes from, it's shorthand for as prescribed for doctors and pharmacists and things. Um, and it was like traditional CrossFit. As a company, ShireFit, at one of the team meetings, uh, sorry, team training days that we did, we, we discussed changing that vocabulary. And for the keen-eyed amongst you, you might have seen that we don't write RX anymore. We write proficient. Sometimes uh, we don't. <laughs> we write proficient developing um, or beginner and the reason uh, we changed away from rx was because there was this sort of connotate not connotation what's the word there was this connection to the rx is the workout weight that's how it's supposed to be done yeah and some people would die for that rx yeah. no matter what and so there was this like feeling of like you were a failure if you didn't go to RX or, um, you know, if, if, you know, the weight was 40 kilos as prescribed and you didn't do the workout as prescribed, you were some sort of failure or you were short of what we needed to be, um, which we didn't think correctly communicated the message. So it was actually a suggestion from um, Ben from Re- Redefined Mindset that we changed the vocabulary to include, you know, proficient, that is someone who understands the movement is proficient at it and you know isn't going to be troubled by it during the workout developing someone who's nearly there but still working on the skills and then beginner someone who's a beginner and and that's where we in the classes you'll see those three levels and we'll talk about like a proficient male on this workout should be hitting you know 100 kilos on this clean uh developing male should be somewhere around 70 mark and a you know a beginner maybe 50 yeah i think i think <coughs> for us it's been pretty useful because i feel like um there's no there's not really a middle ground between rx and scaled or there's a very big middle ground in there and and some people like sometimes people like go to the rx because they think i'm too I'm, I'm too advanced for the, the scaled options if that makes sense and i feel like that proficient just gives us that like next little level which allows or it's a bit more of a catch-all for everybody and um yeah kind of gives us that extra sort of stop gap in between yeah so um just moving down the question a little bit so is there something in constantly pushing and trying that heavier weight or gymnastics technique so that eventually does feel easier and more comfortable the short answer to that is yes there is you know there is something in constantly wanting to be better constantly trying to do more constantly pushing yourself absolutely that's what we want to see from our members is that like you know don't just swing the 12 kilo kettlebell and be happy with that like next session try the 16 try and be you know try and do more within within reason it's a scale you know i said that before it's like an arch you do want to be pushing for more but with an a view to what you are potentially costing yourself as a result so you know i'm not saying every single workout go for the heavy bar go for proficient weights but Yes, I do want to see desire to improve as a coach. I love that. I, I, I like that Wilkes constantly trying to be better and he's looking for more. And ultimately, at our, even at our level now, we're realizing that we need 30 kilo dumbbells, 40 kilo dumbbells. We need heavier equipment. We need to make the chester bars harder by you know doing bigger sets. We, we constantly have to push the boundaries in order. A lap pull down machine. We need a lap pull down machine. And a pet there. <laughs> um that's just for bodybuilding yeah. um but yeah we need to constantly push the boundaries because if you do the body is very very clever and it will ad- adapt to what you ask it to do 
So if you've been doing CrossFit for five years and you've picked up all the movements and you know you're happy, you can thrust the forty kilos and you can do pull-ups and you don't push towards those chest bars or those bar muscle-ups or those more difficult things, you will. I'm not going to say st- you won't stay still, but you'll stagnate. You'll start to progress more and more slowly. Yeah, I think um, ultimately it sort of comes back to the the stimulus of yeah. the workout like again if, if you're going for a heavy heavy barbell and you're just happy sticking at the, the same sort of weight like you like max said your body gets used to it and you you feel comfortable at that weight so you you don't get the desired stimulus and what we're after so you, you are like it's like a building block isn't it you're getting better and better and better every session that you come in or doing those sort of movements and it's yeah you've got to progress with that in order to challenge your body and in order to improve and that's why when you see see people hitting the same sort of weights everywhere, and then they sometimes aren't getting the progress that you want, like this is the next step, and this is what you need to do to um, help yourself get there. Yeah, I will risk. I don't really want to say this because I feel like I might get lynched, but I will risk my own safety by bringing into the male and female divide on this. And as coaches, I'm not being sexist. This is just generalism. Um, we can see general rules applying to males and females. So I'll just give you a little bit of advice on that. In that males generally choose to do more than they can (laughs) they generally choose to go a bit heavier than they should and generally choose to do more and end up failing as a result which isn't a bad thing like i've i've spoken about because you know you're constantly pushing the limit you might get better as a result etc the drawback to that is you know more risk for injury potentially risk of demotivating yourself because you can't complete it so on and so forth and then the opposite side of the spectrum you've got females who generally choose to stay within their comfort zone a little bit too much um choose to go lighter choose to stick with pull-ups because that's what they know and again the positive of that is reduced risk of injury more confidence etc but the uh, downside to that is you know you don't push to that high those higher levels as quickly as the males would um at times so yeah like just know you know there are there is kind of like a general rule and if you're the type of person who constantly goes too heavy you think maybe rein it back a bit and if you're the type of person who maybe needs to step it up a little bit then then step it up a little bit yeah, as well i mean i was going to make that point but uh i thought i'd leave it i'm glad max has done that <laughs> so max not me yeah um i always bring up the sexism in the show yeah so okay just going through the last little bits then so um like those quotes where one day your rep max becomes your warm-up i mean it is true it kind of it does and i don't really like that quote it's like a little bit you know braggy but um it is true like uh, as you progress progress and your clean becomes 125 doing 100 in a workout isn't as isn't, isn't as worrying um you know as you progress and you can thrust at 80 kilos when you're doing fran at 40 it feels like you can move it you know there there are times where you do have to push those boundaries so that your um perception of lighter or easier load becomes yeah i less. think that's i think that's the the key sort of word or phrase in that one it's, it's pushing those boundaries but it's not smashing through yeah, them yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like not going from 10 kilo to the 30 kilo dumbbell it's it's like constantly creeping those boundaries up and that's why yeah, sometimes we see like someone jump from forty kilos to sixty kilos in a thruster, and uh, yeah, you've got to you've got to keep making those little leaps, but not the extent of um, or sacrifice that you haven't done already. Yeah, um, and then there. so just finishing off the last little bit of the question, so it's like um, I guess risk of injury is a factor. Yeah, obviously, you know, the more you push the boundaries, the more chance of injury you're going to get. So you know, if one of your goals in training or main goals is to stay healthy cool 
you know, don't push the limits, stay within your means or, or put, only push them a little bit. Um, but if one of your goals in training is to make the CrossFit Games, well, guess what? You're gonna <laughs> eventually you're gonna have to put some risk into getting injured. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I think like unfortunately, like I think injuries are part and parcel of learning and 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 training and, and getting getting better. And like I've had many injuries in the past, and as as a per, as an athlete, they've made me better because mm. I've, I've I've you've got to sort of identify why those injuries are are coming in and and what can I change to do that and essentially get better so i think naturally with what we do and we're pushing ourselves past that limits because we're trying to get better the little niggles will come so don't don't think it's the end of the world if that happens like we've all been through those sort of things and that's part and parcel of training okay and then the last bit i really like how wilkes has brought in the mental state to this so and also one's own mental state it could be demotivating to con it could be demotivating to constantly be last or capped even if you know it won't be forever so yeah, absolutely. Like mental state is a, is a part of that. Like part of training and getting better is feeling feeling like you're getting better. Like I can't understate understand like understate that. If you feel like you're getting stronger, chance are you're probably getting stronger. If you feel like you're getting fitter, chance are you're probably getting fitter. So no, you don't want to be going in and getting capped at every single workout and going, oh my strength just isn't going up or oh I'm not feeling right. Like that might be a sign especially mentally if you're not feeling it to bring it in a little bit and look after yourself a bit more and maybe go for a slightly lighter option yeah, and, and, and get some wins get some yeah. wins yeah yeah you can only sustain so many losses before you start um you know hiding from them you yeah. know you need to give yourself wins every me, and, uh, me and max have, have felt this a lot this season when tara beat us in like every workout for about six weeks exactly it's hard to lose over and over again and lose against yourself as well and your own expectations so if you're going in saying i'm gonna I'm going to do every workout as written and then failing every single one, you ain't going to be here very long, you know? So there are times where you need to be like, no, I'm going to go lighter and finish within the cap and get a good time and be like, yeah, you know, I am getting fitter. I am getting better and take the win from it. It's a a balancing scale. There's times when you need to push yourself and and that's it further. So very quickly, I'm just going to go back to ask Jack, um, kind of like his journey with, like choosing prescribed weights or rx and like maybe jackie you can draw on experiences where you maybe got that wrong and you learned from it maybe got it right um and and sort of how you've progressed over the years so you started at crossfit leads didn't you yeah started crossfit leads um yeah started when i was about 18 19 coming yeah. as a student um i do i remember the very first workout that i did and i uh, it was with alex my housemate now uh, and we went in and it had rope climbs in it and I literally like a minute Alex was just about to start the timer you know we're like right 60 seconds we're gonna go and, and me and my housemate at the time were like oh can you can you teach us how to rope climb <laughs> and he was like uh probably not right now um so that was like the first workout that I didn't do as yeah. prescribed so to speak but in, in terms of like drawing in from my own training this is maybe because I've, I've always been quite competitive and, and wanted to like push the push for the competitive side like I used the RX as a bit of a driver for mm. me and like I wanted I, I wanted to push to, to those RX weights and in those workouts and so there's definitely I see the benefit in, in that element I think the problem with RX is when people get fixated on RX mm. and I think they're their, they measure their worth and value in that workout on whether they are it or not and that's and that's like the big dangerous side in terms of, of, of the mental aspect because you could have done I don't know, PB to Chester bar in the workout, but if you didn't, didn't RX it in terms of a weight, you might be coming out of that session seeing that as a loss and that's like a, a big, big, a big, big win. So I think it's, it's the, the, the perspective on it and how you use that as fuel, like whether you 
measure your self-worth and that or whether you use that as a, as a chance to better yourself and yeah. I always kind of I always used it as a chance to better myself in a way like I, I wanted to push those and I wanted to be there because I knew I'd not be near the top end of the class if that makes sense yeah so I think what you're saying there is like focus on the effort yeah yeah did you put 100% effort into whatever it was whether it was RX or not okay. and then the effort will lead you to the the prescribed weights yeah and I, like I understand the sort of the emotional attachment to RX I still remember the first workout that I I RX and actually you know when you look on the leaderboard I was first in the class and I like remember the, the first workout that I did that in and I'm like I remember my housemate texting me saying, oh, well done. You <laughs> buzzing, yeah. I was buzzing about it. So I understand like the emotional attachment and like what, what an achievement it is. Yeah. I don't undervalue that at all. Like it is wicked going RX, but it's not the, or, or hitting a workout RX yeah. at the time, but it's not the be all and end all. And, yeah. And I, f- I think we discussed this in a previous podcast actually, and you've just tied it in really nicely there, Jack, with your own training and that goal. It, all RX prescribed is a goal really. Mm. All and, and we said the importance of a goal is huge. You've got to have a goal to drive progress. If you haven't got a goal, you're flapping in the wind, making no progress. Yeah. But if you focus on that goal too much, it will become negative. Just like anything. If you do focus on it too much, it will become negative. So then you need to lean into the process. Mm. So goals on one side of the arch, process on the other, and you need to be banged down the middle. You need an eye on those goals but also be leaning into the process to achieve them. Yeah. And if you just go, go, go driven, I want to be RX, I want to be RX, I want to be RX, and you do that every single day, and you forget about the process, you won't be getting better. Um, yeah, and I think, like you said earlier, the process is is those sessions where you're like, oh, I'm going to take a hit on this workout today, I'm, I'm going to get a worse time, but I'm going to try yeah. try do butterfly pull-ups instead of kipping pull-ups, and, 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 and that's that's the process element of it, and, yeah. and taking a step back and saying, seeing when there's a time and a place like i said if you if you, if you know you can hit that workout rx and, and you, you move perfectly wicked go for it if you think you can work on a weakness in the workout and yeah. take that hit that's also okay if as a coach jack you were you had to choose between someone pushing too hard trying to go rx and mit, not meeting a standard or the opposite going too easy and never going for rx what would your choice be as a coach oh this is a tough one this is um honestly for me I'd probably want to see more of a push and pushing themselves to the limits than someone not pushing themselves. And I think that's probably, again, me as a competitor, like I, I just, just want to see effort. And it's, yeah. it's, it's more the effort and, and then, then the actual description of the workout. I don't know about you. I would agree with that. I'd prefer someone put 60 kilo on the bar yeah. and go like, oh, I fancy this today. Okay. And then me as a coach have to say, yeah. Wilkes, mate, 60 is going to wreck yeah. you. Go at 50. Then the opposite he puts 40 on the bar and we have to go over and say come on you can at least do 50 yeah, yeah. you know yeah. i'd prefer you try for more and then be be brought down yeah i prefer yeah. i prefer you to shoot for it then 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 yeah yeah and always kind of shoot, shoot for shoot. the stars yeah. and you yeah. might land on a cloud yeah i keep Something saying like this so <laughs> it changes every time i say it but <laughs> um okay cool so hopefully that has answered your question wilkes i know it was long it's 35 minutes worth of answer but what i would like to round up with is a bit of a general advice to all the members which is if you're unsure in a workout of what what weight you should be going at or whether you know whether you should be doing chester bars or normal pull-ups or banded pull-ups whatever then speak to your coach communicate and the coach will be able to provide guidance for you and should be providing guidance for you at all times listen carefully in the whiteboard briefs we don't just do whiteboard briefs for the fun of it the, the whiteboard brief is there to explain the intended stimulus of the workout 
So well, you'll give you'll hear some clues in that whiteboard brief about what sort of weight you should be choosing, what level of difficulty movements you should be choosing. And then finally, yeah, just trust that the coaches have got your back and we wouldn't send you into Fran at 80 kilos um, and expect you to finish it in three minutes. You know, we, we've been doing this a long time, programming and coaching. And we know, you know, we know what someone who is overreaching looks like and we know someone who's underreaching looks like. And if we're saying to you, put on a bit more weight, you can do it a bit more, then listen. And if we're saying to you, maybe strip it back a little bit, go for normal pull-ups today instead then listen to that as well yeah i think uh, ultimately we're on we're on the sort of journey with you like we're all invested in you as a team so we want to get you better so when when we do say that to you or probably not today it's not us trying to hold you back in any way it's just trying to make you better so yeah trust us in in that that element and usually even if you've gone too heavy and you ask me the question i won't say anything i'm just like yeah (laughs) you can usually tell by my face if you get that noise (laughs) (laughs) maybe not Wicked, I hope that you found that useful. Cheers for tuning in again, guys. Um, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe the show in order to um, keep us motivated to do these shows for you guys. Um, we really enjoy them, but without you guys listening uh, to them and taking something from them, then there'll be no point in us doing them. Catch you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.